Welcome to The Artist Notepad, where we explore artistry, we talk life, and we talk a whole load of shockingly interesting dialogue. I'm David. And I'm Jack. Wait, you're... I'm, J- I'm Jack. David. I'm no, David. I'm- Thank you for shut up. Thank thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Tan Artistry with Waterbar, a talented Sydney-based artist, performer, and all-round entertainer. But first, Jack, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, how man, not bad, not bad. Um, you know, we 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 we're just doing this. We're doing this thing. You know, we're <laughs> we're getting through this this isolation time and things are slowly returning back to normal um indeed which is nice indeed. you know yep um yeah just chugging along how about yourself how you going oh dang I, I was like waiting for you to do it and this was the thing that i was going to point out i'm doing pretty well thank you um I'll, the funny thing or the interesting thing that i noticed from previous episodes was like the nickname I was going to give you is weatherman because every time I ask you how you doing do I talk about the weather yeah (laughs) yeah you always start with yeah not bad man the weather's been pretty good these days um a bit of sunshine (laughs) a bit cloudy about 30% chance 30 40 (laughs) yeah look man I was like waiting for it and you didn't do it oh sorry sorry to disappoint but for me um the weather has a big impact on my mood, man, and I've definitely noticed this recently during right. um, during isolation time. Is right. um, when it's sunnier, it's just so much easier for me to just be productive. And I just believe you. In general, <laughs> feel better. Anyway, how, no, how no. are you? I, I thought yeah. you were about to say that I don't ask how you're going, and I was just like, oh, geez, have I not asked how he's going? No, on no, the no, last no, few no. Episodes? no, no. You've been asking that. Don't worry about that one yet. Good, You've been good, doing good, quite good. well on that side. Um, I'm doing good, man. Um. The week kind of just flew by once again. I can't believe we're already like mid-year. Like that yeah, trips man. me out. Tell me about it. Yeah, but yeah, it's been good, man. Um, have have been have been going over to a lot of friends' houses again, enjoying good company, good food. So yeah, man, I definitely agree. Like things seem to be going back to normal. So yeah, quite happy. Yeah. Quite let's happy. Hope, let's hope it's it's um the right time for things to go back to normal, you know? Yeah, man. Well, not normal, but I guess more normal. More normal, yeah. Yeah. But without any further ado, unless you have something else to say, Jack, do you have, do you have more to no, say? No, man, that's that's all for me. Okay. Without any further ado, I would love to introduce our next guest. He's a multi-instrumentalist. He's a singer. He's a dancer. He is a producer. And he's an all-round fun and cool guy. Please welcome Waterbar. Woo! Welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. So, Waterbar, how are you going? Yeah, man, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, considering all things with isolation, yes, you know, for sure, for sure. Things are things are slowly picking up, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing really good. Doing really good. Awesome. How are man. you guys? Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. Um, so. We, we brought you on because you've just released um, a, a single um, and it's a it's a great little track. Not little track. Jack, what are you talking about? Indeed. It's a, it's a, ba- it's it's, a great, it's, huge track. It's a huge, big banger. That's what it's it is. It's a banger. It's a banger. It's bringing the houses <laughs> down. It's, it's a feel-good track. Um, you guys, go check it out right now. It's called This Love. Um, it's available on, on all, all uh, streaming platforms. Am I right with that? Yeah. So, it's available on iTunes and Spotify. Uh, Tidal and a whole bunch of other platforms as well. Ooh, 
Awesome. Well, we're going to be total. talking about the, the single today. But first, before we crack onto that, let's wind it back. Let's wind the clock back to, to the origin story. How, mm-hmm. how did music come about for you? How did music come into your life? And when, when was the point where sort of it's, it started becoming more of a serious thing for you? When did you start making music as a profession? For sure. Uh, that's a good question, Jack, actually. Um, so I'm originally from Papua New Guinea. So growing mm. up, being a Melanesian and like, kind of like the Polynesians, like us Melanesians, we grew up with like choirs and going to church mm. and all that stuff. And in my family, we were just surrounded by a lot of music from home. Um, and um, it's something that's always been around me. And I think, it, I believe it's something that from my exposure, exposure to music, I've always... Um, from that point on, I've just always been constantly embedded into me, you know, into my, <laughs> into sure, my sure. brain and right. into my soul and, and, and whatnot. Um, but in terms of making music a profession, I feel like it was something I, I actually wanted to do from the very beginning. Uh, I started singing when I was around, around eight years old. Um, I started experimenting with different things when I was like, um, when I was 10, I wrote my first song. It didn't actually, uh, didn't (laughs) rhyme at all, but that wasn't like the point. I was just like, uh, I still, uh, I still remember the name of it. Actually. It's called, um, the song was, it was a, you know, well, we've actually got it right here. So David, do you want to play the nut? (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you asked, Jack. I'm glad you asked. The song was called, um, I would I wouldn't live without you, and it's, I I don't even remember anything like not even the lyrics. I only remember that one line, and that's all. That's all I remember basically. Mm. And I think from that point on, from eight years old and ten, like I just I just kind of invested in that um, and just realized, you know, this is it was something fun that I, I loved doing. And then the more I grew in that passion, the more I realized, hey, like this is something I actually really want to pursue professionally. Mm. And, um, and yeah, I just grew through that process. Um, started writing songs when I was, uh, when I was 10, of course, but I started, um, just going on this journey within my, um, within my my teen years and high school and on throughout to uni. And, um, yeah, now I'm just really excited to be releasing music. This is my first single and, um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's the first of many. Well, congratulations, Amazing. man! It's a Congrats, it's a man. great way to 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 enter into the scene. Um, how how have you mm. found the reception to it so far? Um, <clears throat> so far, there's been a lot of positive reception, which is cool. I'm actually, um, to be honest, I'm really keen to find some haters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, it's really funny because, like, like people don't look forward to that. But the reason why I'm looking forward to it is because I'm just like, yes, this means I'm legit doing something. <laughs> I, I got hated. Mm, right. No, no, no. That's a cool way of looking at it, man. It's a really, really positive twist on it. That's awesome, man. Oh, I have a question just to backtrack just a little bit, right? You say you wrote your first song when you were like around 10 years old. Like, what, what instrument did you use to kind of come with the song or like create the song because um i did some a little bit a little bit of um research and i found out that you play is it true you play more than 10 instruments is that true facts we want to know the truth today so can you <laughs> lay it down on us 
Exclusive. Uh, <laughs> exclusive. And exclusive. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, actually. Um, so I've actually made a list of the instruments I want to learn. And right. I, uh, the thing is, I don't really talk about this often, mainly because like, I don't want to like always, I don't really like to toot my own horn. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> like <laughs> I do, I do play more than 10 instruments. Actually. I, so Damn. at the moment I have a list of like 30, 31 instruments that I like, no. have a list of, like the instruments I want to learn to play or, I have learned okay. to play at least even like the basics at least um, to begin with. And yeah, so like I've so far, like if I was to name 10 instruments, like vocals being one of them, uh, guitar, uh, bass, drums, right. uh, piano, right. um, congas. Uh, these are more Cuban instruments, timbales, um, bongos. Uh, mm. What else is there? Um, is it, I'm up to eight. There's like two more left. Is that eight? Okay. Cool. That's eight. That's yeah. eight. I'm just trying no, to man, that's um, you, You're well and truly established as a multi-instrumentalist there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's, there's two other instruments. I'm just like, I'm not thinking straight at the moment. I wrote it down, but um, there's there's a whole bunch of them actually. And also including some other instruments. I think um, um, some Brazilian instruments I've been learning when I was at uni, which is cool. And I recently got some instruments from PNG actually when I went back home. And we brought them back and I started learning them as well, which is cool. So I'm always just trying to <clears throat> creatively stretch myself. It's, it's not so much, uh, a chat. It's not so much like, I like the challenge of learning new things. And <clears throat> for me, it's, it's not so much trying to like be better than other people or trying to mm-hmm. compete with other people. Cause I, <clears throat> I tend to have follow this saying, um, every now and again, I remind myself where, I think um, applying it to this create in this within this creative context, I believe that comparison is the enemy of contentment. So mm. if I am content with um, with my progress and like with where I am at for myself, if uh, if I don't need to compare myself to other people, if I only compare myself with the person I look at in the mirror each day then then really i'm just really um trying to improve myself each and every time uh and that's sure. that's kind of how i <clears throat> that's really how i um you know i try to look at it um as yeah well. man that's a right. that's a really positive message that i think a lot of artists could could get something from and i guess speaking about positive messages let's start getting into the single because mm. you know the singles just come out do you want to tell us a little bit about yeah. the thought process behind the single what what the single is about what it means to you mm, definitely um <clears throat> really that like so this love is pretty much like a typical love song like i love doing pop music uh that's that's the field I'm entering into. Or I would say I just entered into <laughs> starting yesterday. <laughs> um, right. But um, I, with a song, like the way I like to write songs, um, even collaborating with other people, uh, I like to write them in a very, dis- in a very descriptive manner or poetic way. So even if I write a simple love song, I want to be as, um, creative as possible, like visually or lyrically or melodically. 
um, my thought process with this song was really just, um, I wanted to really sort of tell a story about the, um, yeah, basically tell a love story about the ebb and flow of, uh, you know, um, between, you know, between myself and, and this woman that I really like, uh, not based on the true story by any chance, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> Is that, um, is that true? Like, is it actually not a true story? <laughs> or are you just trying to say that so we don't look deeper into it? Because we'll find out. We'll yeah. find out. We'll find uh, out. You'll, you'll probably, we, have, we have the resources. You'll probably find interns, out. We've got interns doing their research right now. So you, oh, you'll, sorry, probably yeah, find out, you'll, you'll probably find out in Tandy. <laughs> Getting philosophical. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. <laughs> Deep Tandy. <Nah, tenor>. Uh, <laughs> Nah, it's nah. I really just wrote it to be honest. Um, I I also like to try and write based off other people's experiences and picture mm. it like it's my own. Um, and I think sure, that's yeah, yeah. No, that's no. how I approach the song. Uh, with the song, uh, it's um, going back to what I was saying. It's really about the you know, the ebb and flow between the relationship of this guy and this girl. Of you know that ebb and flow of attraction and relationship between them, um, which I think right. pretty much sums up you know, love songs in general, but, uh, I did my best to try and, um, address it within the song. Um, what was that other question you asked me? Sorry. Completely forgot. I was just going to ask, um, like, what does it mean to you personally? Which, which is actually become more of an interesting question now that you said that it's from the perspective of someone else. So how, mm. how do you relate to that song personally, if it's written in the perspective of someone else? Um, it's a hard one. Sorry. No, that's cool. <laughs> I guess like, uh, so the thing with me is if I write someone else, like um, I would try to empathize and put myself in their shoes. So mm. if I relate to this uh, for me, it's really mostly about um, like, so the first lyrics, the first like uh, verse, one of the lyrics is like, uh, take me to the wild babe, my deliverance, I put it in your hands. And I think that's very interesting because when I wrote this, because I, I co-wrote this with uh, another producer and songwriter as well, who's um, he's really good at what he does. And basically, um, the way it relates to me personally, I would say is that, like, I think there's a wildness to love. Like, there's a wildness and a kind of, like, almost an untamed passion like if a primal will. sort of aspect. yeah like uh, yeah i mean like oh this i mean this song obviously wasn't like primal in terms of it's like oh it's just about sex but like i think sure, sure, sure. even with love itself like there's a there's a, there's a certain there's like a drive there's like a certain mm. urge or a primal drive um because of that i'm just trying to articulate myself as best i can and i feel like with this song i wanted to to be descriptive um in in certain ways where it could be like <clears throat> even lyrically as well like melodically of course but lyrically i wanted it to be descriptive in a way where it's like people can really um capture the um the feeling and the emotion the evoked emotion of um you know what this particular guy is feeling for this girl um, right and i it's funny because it is a simple concept in terms of the love song, but the thing is like I, um, and especially nowadays with pop, um, 
there's a lot of great production, a lot of great music, um, like in that regard. But I find sometimes lyrically it can be very basic in terms of not sure, sure, n- yeah. like, like sometimes I, I try to, I wanted to approach the song in a way where it's like, I want to, um, I want to serenade, you know, serenade this woman, like melodically, harmonically, um, lyrically. Cool, um, and, and I think that's, um, I think I, I believe, I strongly believe that's why it's going to be, um, why it's going to engage a lot of uh, my audience. It's it's interesting because you sort of you sort of opened a can of worms there, which like we could do a whole another episode on this, but just mm. about pop in general and how um, obviously pop is very manufactured. Um, mm. it, it's nothing new. I know some people um, talk like it is, but it really ever since um, popular music became you know a thing as mm. certain genres of music became mainstream, they began to become more manufactured and more and more writers got on it to the point where these days, you know, a pop song has like, you know, sometimes like 15 different writers all on it. And so I think sometimes mm. what that does is there's so many creative voices that it sort of creates this blandness um, mm. and this similarity between everything else that's, that's let's take the radio, let's take a, a mainstream radio station. Mm. A lot of what you hear on there has similar things happening, even if they don't sound exactly the same. Like mm. as, you're, as you're talking about the lyrical content, it tends to have patterns and it tends to have the themes are pretty similar similar in a lot of the songs. Mm. Um, and so it's interesting there because like even though you are coming at it looking to create a pop song, you're coming at it as an independent um, writer or as you, there was one other writer on there, but your perspective is still quite niche and still quite um, individual. And so I think that maybe that would help you um, in the way mm. that you've managed to get your your um your lyrics across in this song because I, I i it's funny when you were describing um what you were trying to create i was like yep yep yeah <laughs> i can hear that exactly like that's exactly um how how i interpret it so that's yeah that's mm. great i don't really know where i'm going with that i'm just saying good job basically <laughs> yeah <laughs> just clapping he's just clapping for you <laughs> yeah no cheers, All right, well, no that's great so that's sort of the meaning behind the single so how did how did it come about you know is is this song something that maybe um, the, the track was written first and then you started to write the lyrics around? Did you have the lyrics already? What was sort of the process of how this song got put together? Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good question too. Uh, well, I, when I wrote this with um, the other producer and songwriter, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie, he basically, uh, because I wanted to learn from him about how he wrote pop songs. So he's kind of workshopping it. And he basically wrote the ver- first verse, the pre-chorus and the chorus. And it was just amazing to me because I've, write- I've been writing songs like, like since I was 10 and I- I've got my own way of writing, of course. But the thing that was amazing for me was that like, um, I was really, it's funny because at first it was like, kind of like a, um, a bit of a, creative spike for me in, in a negative sense at the time, because um, obviously he was really good at what he, he does, but I found that because I haven't uh, collaborated with a lot of other writers um, at that, uh, even at that point, um, I had to force myself to be open-minded to other, how other, other people mm. create. Mm. Um, sure. And it's funny because I kind of had this internal nudge within me or it wasn't a nudge. It was kind of like a, like he was saying, Oh, we do it like this, do it like this, do it like that. 
And I was in my mind, like everything within me was like, put, 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 put a foot to it my way. Put, 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 put. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> but I, I just kind of like, I was just like, ah, you know, calm down, calm down, you know, let him do his thing, you know, just try and observe and learn, which is what I right. did. And I was just, I was just like, I kind of wanted to calm that <laughs> inner critic of mine. I think because I got so used to creating by myself for such a long time that defined my creative um, world in a sense. Right. right. And when he actually did that, I was just like, uh, cause we, it didn't even take us long. Like it just took him like, you know how it takes like Sia to write half, like it took her like 30 minutes to write like chandelier or something. It took him the same amount of time, but it was impressive for me because it's like, it just showed me that that becomes a result of the effort that you put in. And, and it becomes, it, it, you just do things with, with ease after, after yeah, you get you, you to certain points. finally tune your craft. Yeah. And, um, we just went on YouTube. <laughs> we were just like, oh, you know what? Like, let's find a, a mad beat. And we find like a good, this- good place to start. That's like <laughs> inspiration. Yeah. For sure. And we find this like Bruno Mars type, um, beat, <laughs> which is really funny because now that it's come out, people are just messaging me and being like, well, this reminds me of like Bruno Mars or like Bruno Mars <laughs> slash MJ. They had a baby, like Michael right. Mars, Bruno you're, you're Jackson. Michael Mars. You are, you are Michael Mars. Bruno <laughs> Jackson. Bruno yes. Jackson. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh man, like it's, it's funny. I mean, but yeah, so we basically went on YouTube. We did that, wrote to it. And then we just recorded just like the first verse through all the way through the chorus. And that's all we really got. And then I just really took that and um, developed it from there. And um, yeah, and then now we have the song. Which so, you, so you like wrote a new song around what you recorded? Uh, yeah, yes. That's basically what we did. So like the same chord yeah. progression, but we wanted to make it. Uh, I did it with um, Tawanda, actually. Was good. Shout out to <laughs> you. Know? Shout out to Tawanda. <laughs> Shout out to you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, like it was great. Uh, even working with T was, was fun, like. And that's where I really wanted to like oh, the bloke. Um, you me- you mentioned uh, David. You mentioned uh, doing stuff with producing. That's something I'm really interested in at the moment as well. Like being hands on. So with with T, I pretty much I would say I co-produced it. Like obviously I give him all the cre- like majority of the credit. But in terms of producing, it's funny because when I see artists, whether like a vocalist or at a band or whatever, I tend to see. I remember being at uni and they were saying um, being a producer is like uh, it's a broad definition, uh, but part of it is obviously overseeing the vision or steering the vision of uh, Mm -hmm. where the song is going. Um, And I tend to see myself um, as an artist and I see all artists uh, this way. I believe artists are producers to a certain extent because we have a creative vision for what we want to execute funnily enough like working with this guy to help me write the song was really good uh and he was really experienced which is great but i've also come across other people who are really experienced like as producers or and whatnot um it's funny they would get stuck in a certain uh pattern so much so that it's kind of like this is definitively the way it should be but sure, that's yeah that's because it's based off their own experience and their own approach of doing things. Whereas I've realized that <clears throat> creatively speaking, whether it's in producing or songwriting or 
being an artist, being a vocalist, uh, whatever it is, I find that creativity is always ever evolving. It's always pushing boundaries like for yourself or uh, it's always risk taking. Uh, there's always a level of, of risk to it. And um, I think that's part of the excitement because um, when you want to create, it's like, you know, how can you do things differently, even if it's just like little things, you know what I mean? Um, and, and that's kind of how, like, uh, that's why I really liked approaching this with um, the songwriter and producer that I was with before, because even though he was in the, his certain patterns, I was open to that. And yeah. I'm, I'm all for um, creative collaborations um, like in that, in that sense. But I just, yeah, I think as I continue to grow and develop, like um, I tend to have this attitude where even if someone has a great reputation within the industry, et cetera, I always want to observe and see how they respond in the creative sense uh, in that way, because I feel like if things are always done in a certain way, I believe truly being creative is always trying to push your own boundaries. And when you creatively collaborate, it's good because you have your own unique perspective of how you do things and other people have their perspectives and you can yeah. kind of figure out how you can, mm. you know, you innovate learn, together yeah, in that way. Yeah. You learn and you, you might add to your own arsenal or like they might, they might see how you work and then, yeah, it might change the way you work or, yeah, it would help you maybe develop as someone who create who is a creative. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's interesting that you brought up Tawanda because um, we actually had a similar conversation with him. Um, David and I asked him if he had some kind of go-to process when it came to putting a track together. And he mm, actually said mm. that um, he has a big emphasis on not actually sticking to a process, being mm. able to be flexible so that he can just move with the artist. So mm. if the artist comes in and they're just like, okay, I've got something, I just want you to like, you know, add some chords to this, he can go, great, I'll do that. But if the artist comes in and they're just like, um, I don't know, I want to make a song, I don't really know what I want to write about, I don't know mm. anything, just can you come up with something and then I'll try and work with it. And mm. he's able to do that too and mm. sort of be able to just, you know, move with the artist and in a way, I mean, that's the sort of the old school producer is the sort of the musical director of of the the, the past where they would sort of just guide the track in the direction it needed to go in. Mm. But they wouldn't necessarily be taking command. It would just sort of be like, you know, helping mm. with communication between the artist and everyone else as well as just, yeah, yeah guiding the track and the creative vision. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, that's interesting that you brought him up because you two s seem to share a pretty similar philosophy when it comes to being flexible when it comes to collaboration. Yeah. yeah. T, T, T's like, T's someone who, like, as you were saying, Jack, someone who kind of bases his creative processes off, like, the vibe. And I remember, like, um, comparing mm. him, like, how you just described him, right? It's like comparing him to, like, Rick Rubin and that's what, that's what we kind of yeah, yeah. was talking about that time. It's like, yeah, he's all about the vibe. It's about, you know, both getting into the same headspace or like um, having that connection with the person that you're trying to make something with. And then, yeah, hopefully the baby comes out right and you get some <laughs> Bruno Jackson magic, you know. It's it's yeah. funny that you, you mentioned that, uh, David, because when you said like getting in the right headspace and working with people, because... One of the things I learned from uni, from my teacher, like we'd all, he would always say this in the performance sense, but I apply this to all, all of the creative process mm -hmm. in, in all other avenues of creativity um, through music. 
like always leave your ego at the door. Like it's always about mm. the music first. Like the moment it becomes about you, then you're taking the attention away from the music. When it becomes mm. more about what you do, like your vision, your process, and serving the song, serving the music, serving the production, serving the performance, people um, will respect you more. And it's not so much to say that I'm trying to do this because like, oh, I want you to respect me type of thing. Sure. It's almost a lesson of, uh, and a reminder of humility uh, in that sense. Uh, being, being humble, I find, is, is an important uh, character trait, but also musically, mm -hmm. because I've realized that <clears throat> Like within, there's always so much more to learn. Like the more that we learn, the more we realize we don't know. So mm. realistically, it's like there's this whole plethora of knowledge within the collective experience of humanity. And for, for me to be arrogant um, means that I am only arrogant because of what I know. But there's just so much out there that, yeah, being humble is an important thing. And also not just for the sake of doing music. I think like, you know, when you work with other people, I think um, it's a valuable, valuable trait as well because um, I find that when I network with people and whatnot, like it just goes a long way. And also like it's a bit of a rarity. Like I know people say that singers are divas and <laughs> that that is the case. Yeah. <laughs> I've come across some people like, oh, you know, like they're a diva for whatever. But I find, you know, as long as I continue to remain humble, there's always much more to learn. Um, I can always learn a lot from, um, you know, trying things in different creative processes. And I can always learn from other people who know more than me and um, know things in other fields that I have no idea about as well. Right. But yeah, are, awesome, you, are you trying to say like, just to, um, just so I can wrap my head around it. Are you trying to say you try to separate what, your ambition or like what your vision is for a particular song or performance and you just try to create something that's um just in itself a creative piece or it's not like you just want to create music but separate what you want from it is that what you're trying to say it's not about making you or, look good it's about making a good piece of art is that what you're ah, trying right, to say? right right yeah yeah okay. it's, it's kind of like if like I don't want it's like it's almost like the art and the craft is pretty much the embodiment of what I want people mm. to um yeah it's to about see, the art to hear, to, to feel yeah, sure. yeah. Okay. sure okay yeah that's a cool, cool that's an awesome approach man and I I tell you what something that that will do for you is it will keep you genuine it will keep your your music genuine and like you want to talk about pop there's mm. a whole lot of people in pop who are just so. Uh, they're just not genuine at all like it's mm. it's all about um writing the trends all about whatever's popping right now if you pardon the pun like they'll do just uh -huh. to, to you know to get streams to to get fans to get clicks and if if you're staying um with a sense of integrity to mm. your art representing you as a person then i feel like you're never going to go too far off the track mm. definitely and it's it's good that you mentioned that because like it's really it's almost seems very paradoxical in a way that 
pop music, like you said before, is manufactured, but I want to remain authentic. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> well, it's good. It's, it's fresh, <laughs> which is good. It's fresh, and it's funny because I think pop has a lot of negative connotations to it, especially today. Uh, like mm. for me, I find the production side of things like it's always developing. It's great. It's fantastic. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think from the artistic perspective, I think it's so easy for anyone to do pop, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But I think for somebody to do it well with skill and musicianship and you know with who really think things through uh that's mm. the type of person like i am and how i want to approach it and what i how i define pop in my head is that it's about two things it's about simplicity and it's about familiarity but i also like to have variation and try to put my spin on things as well and, and yeah hearing different responses and comments from people about the song is like oh it's like you know it's it's very interesting like it's 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 simple in what it is like you know it's got a catchy chorus a catchy hook but at the same time it's also quite intricate um mm. for what it is um and a reference i would use because i actually like admire as a pop musician i like is bruno mars because mm. i love what he yeah. does because like he's really I wouldn't say bring back the musicianship into pop music, but he's really just like, it's almost like he's reigniting that. <laughs> you would, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think he does. I mean, you listen to his stuff. No one else has music like that that's played on the radio. No one else has music which is as intricate um, from an instrumental level as mm. as as he does. And I, yeah, I, I don't think that that would be an extreme claim to make, to be honest. Oh, okay, mm. you know what? You've convinced me. I changed my mind. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Um, oh, I, I love what he does. Like, I think, I think it's fantastic, and and it's just amazing to me because the level that he's at, like, as well. Um, it's funny. He's amongst this. It's it's really interesting because it's like, um, I mean, there's a couple of other artists. I I just haven't really listened to them. I've taken the time to listen to them, but like Lady Gaga is another one. She's really creative mm. as well, I hear. Um, mm. She came from a classical background, which I think was really cool. And mm. then she does mm. what she does now. And she's, and there's a whole bunch of uh, others. But I, I think those are the type of people I, I admire because, you know, in a plethora, of, in a sea of pop artists um, where everyone is trying to be a carbon copy, like finding your yeah. own authentic, authentic creative voice. Um, sure. and making yourself stand out is important. And I had this, um, hmm. if you know what you want to do, who you are, um, and you will only like, you will attract the right type of people to you. Mm. That makes it easy then, man. Cause if, if you got, if you got fans who like you because you're you, then you don't have to like keep trying to chase a particular sound or anything. You can mm. just keep doing what you do, you do and you. they'll keep loving it. Cause yeah. You do you, you, you boo boo. <laughs> you do you. That's cool, man. That's that's interesting because like it's interesting that you have this thought process and this like real um, seriousness when it comes to artistry and like trying to be authentic. But it's it's such an interesting choice that you chose pop music out of other genres. Like I'm curious if like there was any other genre that um, you could have like tapped into, but you you decided to go to pop or was it always just pop and like forever pop? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny actually. Um, 
it's kind of a it was kind of a mix really. It was acoustic music, um, island reggae, so reg, my sort of island reggae, I guess, mm. like, just in general, um, and country music, which true oh, story, really? oh, yeah, wow. really, it's just like it's a whole. That's why you were talking about horses. That's why you were talking about horses before we started the yeah, horses yeah, yeah. in the back. The yeah, horses, horses in the, the back. back. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and I like. Country music actually inspired me to write songs, actually, believe it or not. Like, I, I, mm. I, I'm not too much a fan of, like, a lot of the yodeling and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but, but, hey, 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 we don't judge, bro. If you, if, that, if you do that, you do you, all right? Like, yeah, it's about right. authenticity, I'm, right? If you want to yodel, then yeah. you go ahead and yodel. <laughs> you yodel hey, your man, songs like, off, all right? I might not use it maybe at this point. Who knows? I might wake up one day and be like, I'm going to get Keith Urban to yodel on my track and then it's going to be hit. There you, you go. Know? <laughs> there you go. Never roll it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that's country music actually inspired me to write because I really love how they tell stories and they're very, they're very emotive as well. That's mm. what really st- struck me with country music. And I was like, wow, I want to be able to do this. And it's funny because over time I started getting into contemporary R&B music and then pop and like just listening to a whole span of different things but i i really i'm really grateful that i listened to like country music first even like as a songwriter and even as an artist because it really gave me that um gave me that perspective of being able to create meaningful music uh melodically harmonically lyrically but also having a pop appeal that's really like, especially now, that's the approach I want to have. Like if I was to define what I want to do, like in terms of my artists, like the artists right now, like I'm using them as references. I would say, um, I don't know, say like you take MJ, James Brown, mm-hmm. Prince in terms of being like a multi-instrumentalist and producer and all that stuff. <laughs> um, Bruno Mars and Tori Kelly and Ed Sheeran. I that's wow. kind of like <laughs> that's that's a, a big pot. Yeah, it's a big pot. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. Um, He's not done. Uh, and Stevie Wonder. And Stevie oh, Wonder. And more. Stevie Wonder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's seven. There's seven. <laughs> Can't forget. Stevie. That's um, insane. Can't forget. Yeah. Each one of those artists inspired a whole generation of artists. And you got all of them in there. Yeah, man. That's everyone. Uh, but yeah, man. Like that's. If I was to use them as examples, like they were kind of, they're kind of reference points. And, um, you know, mm. I really admire their artistry and not so much, not just their artistry. I think the fact that, you know, they had, they um, developed their own authentic voice and you know, they, they had their own process and whatnot. But I think the fact that they were also um, voices for their generation and sure. generations to come. Like even like the contemporary ones, like Bruno Mars, like he's just, no oh man, he's just dope because like, he, he, I feel like he's, he's legit. Like it's amazing. Not just, yeah. He's just legit. Amazing. Like <laughs> he, he's inspired. Like I feel like, yeah, it's not, not many just, artists have managed to recreate themselves like he's done and be bigger than they were. Like still, like he was already a big artist, mm. and then he completely like took his sound back to his roots 
and he became bigger. Like that never happens. Normally when artists do that, they sort of break away from more of a, um, let's face it, more of a mainstream sound and go towards something a bit more individual. Normally they lose a bit of popularity, but he blew up because it's like people were dying for a new sound and they didn't even know it. Mm, mm, definitely. And, and that's the thing. And it helps as well because like he actually started off as a songwriter and a producer before he became an artist. Mm. Um, and that's why I'm also drawn to being a producer as well. And like, that's not the only reason, but like for me being a part of the creative process, like in all avenues, if I can, is, is important. And that's what I really admire about Bruno because like, I like when was yeah. it 24k magic when it hit and was it four years ago 2016 um um let me do a quick google do them googles it was 2016 yep november 2016 yeah like it's interesting because i watched his interviews and he said um he said like oh nobody's doing albums anymore he's like i want to do something different everyone's releasing singles and they were saying he was saying that all oh, people were challenging him on that at the time like you know, maybe people on this label or whatever, but he's yeah, like, no, sure. I want to like do something. And like, obviously he worked really hard for it to make it work. And it's just amazing because like when he came out with that, like that was kind of the, the tipping point for me, like, because it's like, man, if this guy can be at that level and be <laughs> that creative and push like, and mm. push to be, um, and push to be in the position that he's in, like, as a musician, yeah. like, why can't I do that? Like, you know what I mean? And, and it's just, yeah, it's, I just think it's awesome. Like even going back to what I was saying, all these artists have inspired generations. That's what I want my music to, to really do. Like I want to have this balance of being energetic and uplifting, etc., but also telling a story and inspiring yeah. other people and, you know, making people think about certain things in different perspectives as well. Um, yeah. I think mm. like why I really admire those artists, those seven artists is like, um, basically because like they didn't inspire a generation of, um, people because they just made one hit wonders, you know, they inspired a generation of people because they legacy legacy. They, yeah. they, they all, all of them have a legacy. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's mm. how I like to think of my music. It's like, it's like I tie in legacy with like purpose. Like, what am I going to mm. leave behind? You know, like Michael Jackson is probably the biggest, he's the biggest entertainer and that was and probably ever will be, you know? And like, if I, mm. I mean, if I ended up passing that, like, that'd be great. But like, that's not, I'm not too concerned about that. I'm just, con for me, my thing is more about like, how can I leave, you know, my mark on this world? How can I make a, positive difference in the world and leave it better mm. than than it is because there's always going to be sure. problems whether it's making people enjoy themselves through dancing or inspiring them through storytelling etc like that's what i want to do and and i believe like my music you know if it can have a broad appeal to my generation people before me and after me then you know i guess that's kind of a a bit of a metric that a real world metric that, you know, I'm heading mm. in the right direction with that goal. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Well, what about, let's start to wrap this up. So, um, we just got one final question for you because we, we've been asking, um, pretty much every artist who's come on here, 
<clears throat> the last question is is to do with advice. And previously, we'd been looking at you know the situation with isolation mm. and oh, situation with isolation. Maybe I should write some music. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and we were asking artists to to give some advice about what sort of things that they could either. Um, you know, habits they could pick up for this time or maybe just, you know, little exercises and things that they could practice to improve themselves, keep themselves busy. But mm. it's sort of changing now with the the isolation starting to lift off. Mm. So maybe more of a general question, and this might be even more difficult, but what sort of practices would you recommend for an artist, you know, trying to to improve them their, their craft, trying to, let's take a musician because you're, as it, you're a musician, what sort of practices would you recommend an artist to to pick up if they really want to maximize their output? Mm, that's mm. A great question. Yeah, that's good. I would say, um, I would say, work to a schedule. Um, when I mm. say that, um, I don't say that sparingly. Like I, I literally mean that because. Um, there's a good saying I heard from this, uh, this person. I don't know. He's like a blogger. He does a lot of creative stuff. I forgot his name, but he said something and the quote always stuck with me. He said, amateurs only create when they're inspired, but professionals create according to a schedule. Um, mm-hmm. And that is interesting for me because like, I um, started adopting the habit of writing frequently uh, I tried yeah. doing this writing. I did an experiment a couple of years ago, try writing a song a day for three months. And, um, wow, wow. and it was actually really cool. It was quite successful. I had around 60 drafts by the end of it, which is awesome. <laughs> wow. Um, wow. And so I started to apply that throughout, like since that point on, like it's been on and off, not always super regular, but in terms of frequency, just according to a schedule, like, okay, oh, if I set a certain time, even if I wake up at like, you know, not the time I wanted to wake up, as long as I can get some time for the most part, like 90, 95% of the time, um, work to schedule and kind of create, have that creative habit, uh, set that creative habit or that creative routine. Um, and that I, that I found that the more that I did that, even when I had, um, you know, when I had writer's block or when things just weren't happening, I found that it also helped me. I, I also, it also helped me to sort of reframe my perspective and my thinking about creating, not just when I'm inspired because anyone can do that. Then the reality is like, that's a variable in itself. Like inspiration can just hit you at any sure. time. And whereas I find if I do certain things in a routine, it could set me up for like creating um, more frequently. But I would say like, it's not always going to be like, oh, you're going to write, you know, the best song in the world, like every time type of thing. But I've just found like myself gaining steady progress, the more I practice. Um, And I would say to artists who want to practice improving their craft, whether it's songwriting or whatever. And like, I'm, you know, speaking to this, to myself about this as well is that um, frequency is important. Uh, scheduling a time is important as well. And a fundamental principle of that, and which I try always aim to apply for myself, don't always get it 100%, is discipline, is having the self-discipline to do that. And, um, you know, that's what make, makes these music pioneers, 
who they are. You know, I'm not saying that like everyone has to be a pioneer or anything, but like if you want to do great things, it starts with, you know, um, understanding how you can be disciplined um, you know, mentally and creatively and all those other aspects yeah, as well. Right. Nice. Well, guys, you heard it here first. Uh, consistent <laughs> application equals consistent output. You know, how yeah. good is that? How good is that, guys? Yeah. So, yeah. Before we before we wrap it up, Waterbar, do you do you want to just um, give a quick shout out to your single again? Let everyone know where they can find it. Um, any any anything you want to shout out? You can shout out your socials if you want. Um, where can people find you? Yeah, sure. So you guys can find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I just got TikTok. <laughs> Um, there you go. TikTok's come up again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, TikTok. Um, YouTube, you can find me on YouTube. It's just Waterbar wow. at Waterbar. Um, Everywhere. If, yeah, if you have trouble uh, finding me, shoot me a message on Facebook, whatever, and I'll, I'll link you to it. <laughs> but um, um, unless unless they can't find you, <laughs> unless they can't find me. <laughs> Give them a Google search. You'll you'll find all the results. That's that's Waterbar. You can find the name in our in our title for today's episode. If if you're struggling to spell it, it's a bit of a mouthful, but but it is there <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. So my song uh, that released June twelfth. It's called This Love. You can find it on Spotify, on iTunes, Tidal, and every other platform that I can or cannot think of right now. <laughs> Nice. Awesome, awesome, David. You got anything else? Um, nah, man. Or like, do you have any like sneak peek, um, exclusive tan ooh, information ooh. that you want to give right now for like, uh, future projects? What's coming or, up? Yeah, what's coming up? Are we keeping it low key? Uh, I will say one thing. There's an ooh. EP. There's hey. an EP. Tan exclusive, guys. You heard it here first. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say, man. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. Thanks once again, Waterbar. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for telling us about the single, your practices. You've been an amazing guest today. Um, David, have we been amazing hosts? I think we did, we did, we did a decent job today, man. We can give a pat we, on we the We did back. our best, you know. Yeah. You guys are on the floor. All right. You guys doing well. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Well, yep. That's a wrap. Thank you for coming in again. Um, Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely, man. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank really you. appreciate you giving up your time. We'll see you next week with, a, with another episode of Tan Artistry. We got um, a very interesting guest coming on. Our, our first uh, multi, multi-artist, multi-member artist. Uh, okay, David, <laughs> save me. Save me from this one. Our first band coming up. Band, next week. that's what they're called, you know? Yes. More than one member. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're very excited for that. So, guys, stay tuned. And as always, peace. Peace. Peace.